Good morning. This morning I want to do things a little bit differently. Covered Purim, learning a sugi of Purim, so I'd like to present the shir in a slightly different format than we usually do. We'll start off with a hypothetical shaila, and then we'll go through a little bit the sugi and see if we could figure out what would be the psak halacha in this hypothetical case. Have a fellow, we can call him Mordechai Yehudi, gets a little bit uh, more, it was Mekayim Chayv Inishal Basuim Vapuri Adla Yoda Lamahadrin, and he remembers that his neighbor, his neighbor, Mr. Grouchinovich, is having his Purim suit and he wants to go over and make Simcha. He goes across the street, he walks into the house, and his friend is about to sit down to his nice big $150, 30-day aged Wagyu beef rib steak, and Mr. Mordechai walks over, picks it right up off his plate, makes a big shahako, and takes a big bite out of it, obviously ruining the steak for the Valabas. And everyone's yelling, Ganev, how could you make a brocha? That was the first step. Then he grabs someone sitting at the table, starts dancing with him. He's dancing so vigorously that he manages to rip his suit. He comes back to the table. He sees that someone over there is looking a little bit too serious for his liking. He takes a bottle of wine, and <laughs> I hope I'm not going to be chayiv for mazik. Takes a bottle of wine, pours it over the fellow's head, over his hat, his suit, his tie. Everything's ruined. Then Nachmas Reis and Chosay, he jumps up onto the table, starts dancing, and before you know it, the five thousand dollar dining room table is smashed on the floor. Someone breaks a leg. He damages all sorts of other things as things go splattering. And to top it all off, the expensive costume that he borrowed for Purim is now totally ruined as well. Next morning, he wakes up with a pounding headache and a lot of very embarrassing videos that were messaged to him. And he now has to figure out, you know, what is he chayiv and what is he, which aspects is he puffing for? So that's our hypothetical shayla. So let's discuss a little bit the sugya and we'll try to figure out which things he's chayiv and which things he's puffing. So... The first question we have to know is, is the fact that he's drunk a reason to potter? So the Gemara in Erevin says that a shikr is like a badas l'chol varim. If he makes a sale, he's chayiv. He has to go forward with the sale. Someone asked me before we started the sugya, if you get a little bit high and write out a check that's larger than you planned, is that nedava binding? Could you come back and say, listen, if I've been sober, I never would have written out a $10,000 check. The Gemara says, you're as long as, the Gemara says, you did not reach together, Shekusei Shalait, you're considered a Vardas L'chol Inyana. Now, it's not shot that the Gemara is unaware that people who are high don't have good judgment. The Gemara says, you're not allowed to, a shikr is also the paskin. Paskin halachi, you have to have judgment. You can't paskin, you don't have a clear mind. And the Gemara's threshold is very low. Even a Raviyah you can't paskin halachas because you don't have a clear mind. So the Gemara is aware that you don't have the clarity of mind, and despite that, the Gemara considers you responsible, and if you did an Avera, and there's a Bezin that could give ancient, they would even kill somebody who did an Avera while they're Shikr, unless he reaches the level of Shikru Seishalite. Now, was our fellow in the story Shikru Seishalite? So, we'll have to discuss what's Shikru Seishalite. So, the Akronim, Rishonim, discussed Shikru Seishalite, and Kipshuta, it would seem, and that would seem to be the Pasuk, and Chazal stress in the Pesachik, that Leif was totally unaware of what his daughters had done to him. He was so unaware that he drank wine the next night. And this is, Chazal say, maybe he was slightly responsible because he had some inkling that something inappropriate had happened. 
But still, we're talking about someone who's so shikha that they totally lose control and they have no idea what they're doing. And kipshutai, unless the person really totally forgets everything, he's not shikrusa light, and all his nadavas will be nadavas. If he's so pl- drunk that he doesn't remember anything and he <clears throat> really lost control of himself, then in terms of any transaction, financial transactions, would not be binding. He would be potter for Averis he did. He's considered like a shaita. However, even that level of shikruse shalait does not excuse him for mazik. He's still chayat for being mazik. Mashal says this beferish. Bach also says this, and it's paskin halacha. And the reason is the pashat asvar. We know the halacha is, the Gemara says, that a person, adam or ben yoshin, even a sleeping person, is chayi for his mazik. Now, a sleeping person, that means a person sleeping, and in his sleep he rolls over and bashes something, he's chayi. He's totally, sleeping person is beyond shikrusa shalait, right? He's totally unaware, he's unconscious. Afal pikein, the Gemara says that if he went to sleep near Kalim, you shouldn't have done that, you're a mul the Gemara does say that if you go to sleep and then someone goes and puts something next to you, then taka your pot. So, you know, if, if someone reached Shikusa Shalait in their own home and someone decided it would be cute, then bring them across the street and drop them off. His wife figured, I don't want him destroying my house, brought him across the street and dropped them off by the, by the neighbor. Then we could have an interesting Shiloh. The wife is the one who's Afroi, not him. And Lady Eviv Isha Pekiyos and Ra, that would be an interesting Shiloh halacha. But the Kipshuta, even Shikusa Shalait, when you get yourself that shikr, you have to take responsibility before you do that, and therefore, even if you're unaware, you're still chayi for your mazik. So, in terms of the fact that this fellow was drunk, that's not going to help him at all. He's still 100% chayi for everything. So, what would be the mokim for that? So, <clears throat> the makar, to maybe say that there's something different about the fact that he was mazik on Purim, is the Gemara and Sukkah. The Gemara and Sukkah says, that on the last day of Sukkot, so Hashan Rabbit was called Yoim Chovet Chorius, and the Gemara says that after they finished the Hashanis and everything, Now, this Gemara, there's a major debate in the Rishayim, how do we read this Gemara? And there's two different readings of this Gemara, which have two totally different connotations. One reading is to say, Miyad, immediately. Tinoikis shamed in and they pull out their lulavim. Va'oichlan esregeim, Tinoikis ate their esregeim. And this has to do with the Gemara discusses, Benegei after esregeim is hooksal mitzvah, call shiva. And the mission is just saying that the fact was, the kids, as soon as they finish going around, they shine a rabbi, the long Hashanis, they all start eating their esregeim. That's one reading. The other reading of the Gemara is miyad from the hands of Tinoikis. The gedolim, the adults, pulled the Asraigim away from the Kitanim and ate the Asraigim. And it was a mark of Simcha. They grabbed, you know, the little kid next to you standing with his beautiful Asraig, grab it from his hand and take a big bite. Now, if that's the case, so we see from here a Makar that there's a heter to steal, to damage someone else's item as a mark of Simcha. Now, the Rosh feels very strongly that the right pshat over here in the Gemara is the pshat that miyad immediately the Tinoikis ate their own Israelim, has nothing to do with being mazik others, and the Rosh even has a rai in the Chesron the Gemara, the Chesron the Gemara definitely works out better, it's more poshit if you go, I'll say there the way that it just means immediately the Ketanim ate their own Israelim, because the Gemara discusses 
how this impacts the fact that it's hooks on not something to go into now. But the rush feels very strongly that the right shot and the Gemara is that the Katanim ate their own, and therefore there's no Makar at all from here to be mazik someone else's item out of Simcha. And the rush Takal Halacha, discusses this Shuvah Sarash, they bring it down here in the contrast, is one of the main Makaris for the Halachas of rear-ending someone in traffic. But the rush the Shuvah Sarash is talking about a Hassan, and he doesn't even reference the possibility that we can patter the mazik because it's Simcha. Now it seems to be the way the Rosh understood However, Rashi and Taisus both go with the other Mahalach, that from the hands of the Gitanim, the Gedolim grabbed the Esraigim, and Rashi brings a riot from a Medrash. The Medrash brings a story, it's a well-known story, that there was a Chassid Echad, that he gave too much money to an Ani, and his wife got very angry at him, so he ran away from the house, and uh, he didn't have any money, and what happened is it was it was Hashan Rabbah, so he grabbed Vishomat Asraigim because he grabbed all the kids Asraigim, and then he had this big bag of Asraigim, and then his Mazel HaKadosh worked it out that he was traveling by ship, and he ended up in a foreign land, and in that land the king was very sick, and they told him the only refuel for his Makkah was to eat Asraigim that were used in the midst of Sukkot, and he was able to sell the Asraigim, and he became very wealthy, he came back home, and his wife was willing to accept him back when he came home with a bag of money. So this is the Medrash. Now based on this Medrash, Taisus Rashi says, it's clear that, that, that the Medrash understood that miyad that you grab from the hands of the Tinaikis the Esraigim. So Rashi learns that the Iker is that Mishum Simcha, there's a heter to do a certain amount of light hezek, and Rashi says, There's a concept that Simcha allows a certain level of loose behavior even in regard to other people's money. That's how Rashi learns. Taisa says, based on this, that at the Chasinus, don't forget, Taisa is writing in medieval Europe. In medieval Europe, the only popular sport was jousting, right? You know, the guys sitting on the horse with the big stick and running at each other. And apparently, this was something that they used to do with Hasnas. They used to have jousting matches. And uh, sometimes, apparently, those lances actually did some damage. And Taisa says that Mikan, Taisa says that if, when this happens, they're fighting with each other and their horses running against each other, if you damage someone's horse or the begodim, then you're potter, because the minig was to do this because of Simchas Chasimikal. So Taisa says, not only does this apply to taking a Sregim, Taisus expands this halacha and says, Mikan, that whenever there's a minig to act in a certain manner, mach so since this is the minig, this is commonly done, there's a patur, and you're not chayyim for the hezek that comes about. Now, we have to understand, what is the, what's the understanding, what's the underlying logic that, okay, there's a minig to do that, there's a minig that we act in a certain loose manner about other people's money, how does that allow the person to be potter? So, there's two ways of understanding this in Rishayim. One way of understanding this is it's a gather of Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker. That Bezdin has a koyach to, in certain situations, take money away from people and to make your money Hefker. And Bezdin said that this is a communal thing, this is what's done, it's a common practice, and therefore, Mach we're using our koyach of Hefker, Bezdin, Hefker to loosen the regular rules that involve other people's money. Now, if that's the case, the Bach points out that this would not allow being mazik someone's body because there's no hefker bez and hefker allowing you to hurt somebody. It would only expe- extend 
to monetary things. But this is one mahalach. We did see that some of the Achronim want to take this, that there's a general loosening of halachas tirabonon. That just like they used hefkebezdin to loosen monetary halachas, maybe they also loosened halachas to do with climb tirabonon and leisilbash tirabonon. There is a certain laxity that's allowed in certain halachas, all mitam simcha and bezdin using their kayach to loosen tirabonons. But again, if this is the case, it would seem that there is no makim to be matter when you're to be matter and to patter you when you damage someone else's body. The other mahalach is to understand that it works become mechil. That there's an implied mechil that certain people, everyone understands that this is a situation where you may end up getting damaged. And in this situation, you know, you're going in a jousting match at a chasana, you go to a wild Purim Suda, and you're aware that there's a certain level of possibility of damage, and there's an implied mechil. And if you didn't say it, the peh, it's a situational mechil. Right? I think Rabbi Forshamer says that, uh, you know, I don't think they, I think they abolished it, but there used to be a dirt parking lot in BMG where everyone was like uh, the game rush hour, everyone tried to wedge in as many cars as possible. And Rabbi Forshamer said if you parked there and you got a little scratch, you can't be tevey somebody because it just it happens. If you parked there, you're aware that there's a decent chance you're going to get a little scratch. I'm not saying it's halacha maisa, but the concept that there's a certain situation where you're aware that you may end up coming to Hezek. Now, this chat, maybe it would even allow a small amount of Hezek Legufoy. Even though Hezek Legufoy, it's not so Pashat Mechila works. There's a Gemara that makes a differentiation between, if you tell someone, rip my beged and you'll be potter, that you're potter, you tell them to hurt, to, you know, cut off my arm and you'll be potter, you're chayiv. And the question is why? Is it a question about because the lotion of the Mechila is not sufficient or because a person's never Mechil Hezek Legufoy? And based on that would really depend whether or not you could be Mechil, even an implied situational Mechila would work for Hezek Begufoy. So these are the two Tzadim. Again, it's much more Pashit to be matter of monetary damage. When it comes to a damage, it's not a monetary damage, to a damage to someone's, to his body, that would already be more common. Now, either way, the Bach says it's the double Pashit that <clears throat> there's a limit. No one's matter, whether it's Bezn Hefker, Bezn Hefker, or whether it's a Vart of Mechila, no one's Michael tremendous damage. You know, because the Simcha come blow up my car with your, uh, you know, your, 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 your Molotov cocktail, or to go and, you know, cut off someone's leg. No one's matter that because of Simcha. So it's the double Pashit, and the Mishaburu brings us the Halacha, that large damages, or Hezek Legufai, Definitely, if it's a, a serious hazik l'gufai, then there is no mechila and there's no p'tor. Now, <clears throat> let's go back to our story. So we have to go step by step throughout the story and see what we can come out with halacha. So the first thing, he walked into the room, he saw this nice steak, this $150 steak, he grabbed it and he took a big bite. Was he allowed to take it? And second of all, is he... Was he allowed to make a bracha? You know, the, the halacha is that, that if a person steals, like Geisel Mavarach is, it's considered cursing a Kaddish Baruch, it's considered something uh, we frown on severely. So the Mishnabura brings down uh, the Ramah says as follows the Ramah paskins the halacha that grabbing from each other food on Purim there's no like sigzol v'nagukein that's the minig u'bovad shleyasu dover shleikahoygen al pituveir as long as you don't go against whatever the tuveir whoever the tuveir are but if there is tuveir and they can set 
policies for the, the Kahila. I don't know if people who take out ads in the Ated about the you're not allowed to drink cannabis to ear, but I'll call upon him. If there is an official policy to the ear, that would be different, but without that, there is such a minig, and it's considered normal. And the Mishimbura says on this that even to make a bracha. So it seemed to me, from you know, Purim Sudas, I've been taking food from someone else's plate to something that is considered somewhat standard by a Purim Sud, that's not something that's looked at as crazy, and probably is something that's included in Mishum Simcha. And the Ramah understands that we do have this Heter Halacha Lamaisa of Mishum Simcha. The Ramah goes with this, and he says that's the minute, even though he brings down Machmirim. And Mamela Lachaira, he was allowed to take the steak, and even allowed to make a bracha. Now the Shlaw says that it's Lav Mishus Chasidim, he Veshemer Nafsha Yurchuk, you should stay away from these types of things. But I'll call upon him the Iker Adin, it would seem that at least if it's a situation where it's considered somewhat normal, which I would think most Purim students would be considered somewhat normal, there would be mutter to grab the food and even mutter to make a bracha. Baruch HaShulchan says we don't do this, the Beisaisa says we don't do this, so if it's a community where no one does these things and they never heard of such a thing, it would probably be usher. But in a more general Purim environment, it would be mutter. Now, what about the next thing? He decided the thumb was too grouchy and he poured wine all over his hat and his suit because he wasn't appropriately simchas Purim. He wasn't, he wasn't expressing enough simchas. So that is the Dava Pashit, the, <coughs> the Akrainim say, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, it's brought down in Shabura, Avram, that this heter is only when you're doing things Mishum Simcha. The moment you're trying to be a mazik, then it's Pashit that we don't have any heter. So as much as he might have thought it's funny and cute, but he wasn't trying to make the guy happy. He was trying to pour wine all over his hat and his suit and destroy it because he's, whatever his reasoning is, but if you're trying to be mazik, it's of a pashat echai. So the fellow that he poured the wine all over his head, he was trying to be mazik him, it's of a pashat that he's chayv. He grabbed someone else and started dancing with him and tore his suit. So when you tear something, simcha, dancing in a very wild and enthusiastic manner on Purim is definitely considered normal, and l'chayra, he would be potter on damaging that person's suit. It's not a hazigadol l'chayra, and it's something that's normal Mishum Simcha to dance very, very wildly. And if you end up, because of that, you pull too hard on the sleeve and the sleeve rip, L'chayr, you would be potter. Again, I'm not coming here to passing Allah Lamaisa. And even on the Begadim, he borrowed a costume to wear. And he damaged the costume. The person who lent him the costume was aware he's wearing it on Purim. And he was aware that when you wear things on Purim, they might get damaged. It would go L'chayr into the category of Mesamach there's an understanding and implied rishus to wear it to a party, even if you can act wild, and therefore the chayyur would be potter. Now, when it comes to jumping on the dining room table and breaking the dining room table, that's a hazard gobble, and no one's moichel on a hazard gobble. Damaging, breaking someone's arm is double pashit, that's a hazard gobble, and you be chayyur. So the chayyur, to sum up, when you talk about small hazakim grabbing some food without permission, taking a cup of wine from someone's house, even though they specifically give you permission, then it's mutter, and you can even make a bracha. Small hazakim may come because you weren't being careful, you're dancing too wild, you're also potter on large hazakim, and especially if that large hazak is a hazak aguf, you're going to be chayyur. Shkayach.